Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alerts, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-877-653-8844. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-877-653-8844. installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-877-653-8844. That's 1-877-653-8844. Welcome to Dream Reality, New Earth Radio, empowering you to remember the choice is yours. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, and this is our co-host, Ilya Nabutovsky. And now, on with the show. Welcome. My name is Ilya Nabutovsky. Dr. Dream is actually at the Los Angeles International Airport picking up Laura Eisenhower. So she is scheduled to be on our show, and she will be uh, just a little bit later on. And it is a wonderful day here in Southern California. And just before we have Laura Eisenhower... I would like to bring up um, a special guest who I just love and we all adore her very much. Her name is Chandra Rose of Light. She is the co-founder of New Earth Center of Light in Costa Rica with her partner, Jeremiah Lindsay. They both have been working in the realm of spiritual healing and higher conscious evolution for decades. Their present work represents a synthesis and culmination of their focus on spiritual freedom and empowerment affected by joining the inner divine masculine with the inner divine feminine into sacred union within. Chandra's special expertise is with the little-known divine feminine chakra system, which both consider an essential part of the work. Now, their website is www.centeroflight.com, where you can find a great deal of information about what they do. And Chandra's personal website is www.iamoneness.us. Now, Chandra, are you here? I am. Well, welcome. Hello, Elia. Yes, and hello to you. Thank you so much for joining us on such short notice. Oh, I am just so delighted to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And it's it's such an honor to be, uh, quote-unquote, opening 
<laughs> this part of the show uh, before Laura Eisenhower comes as your next guest. I feel very deeply honored by that. Thank you. Yes, and you are most welcome. And so uh, without um, wasting much time, I would just like to get into um, our uh, discussion here. And uh, the first thing that I would like to ask is, you know, everybody talks about the new earth and, uh, you know, the higher um, dimensional earth that we're all shifting into. And, I mean, your uh, what you work with is, you know, raising the frequencies and uh, allowing people and assisting people to shift into this new earth. And so I'd just like you to talk about, you know, what is new earth? Well, um, what is new earth? For me, it's the multidimensional reality that we are co-creating together. It has been dreamed by many. I don't think anybody really knows exactly what it's going to look like because we're still co-creating it. There are lots of uh, blueprints that have been drawn up and placed and waiting to be activated and activating and so forth. And it is going to be co-created by a collection, a collective of empowered, conscious co-creators. And because we all have free choice, and we are all very creative, we will be co-creating something that is absolutely new, unique, Mm -hmm. has never happened before. And because of that, nobody really knows exactly what it's going to look like. What we do know is that it's going to look very different from the reality we've been living in under what many call the old paradigm and in our work we've been calling separation consciousness. Wow. Um that's really interesting, and you mentioned separation consciousness. Can you go a little bit um, about into into detail about that, so that people can uh, really understand what you uh, what you mean when you say that? Well, in the the story that has been unfolding for us, and which kind of gives definition to how how we view things in our work, if we imagine that at some point, way way back when. We all existed in our own sphere of one, our own Eden, if you will, our own uh, utopia. And at some point there was a shift and we descended from that. You might call it the fall of man. There's been many myths and stories written how we got to the kind of reality that we're in. But something shifted and we shifted out of that um that blissful state down into dimensions that are denser. There are some, of them, some people call them densities, the lower densities. Um, we actually have a view that the, the lower dimensions were actually inverted, and it took apart the energetic separating the masculine and the feminine. At one time, they were united in the sphere of one in the sacred union of the one, And as we came into the the dense levels of reality that we've been living in in recent times, the masculine and the feminine have not been able to connect, um, except briefly. um, And there have been a lot of energetics uh, associated with that that have made our experience of connecting less than optimal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the separation 
is the separation consciousness is all the energetics involved where, well, it's where the suffering exists. It's where we can feel, experience things like um, um, regret, fear, anger, um, abandonment, um, which from many perspectives can be seen as uh, a kind of illusion because we've created it here in these dimensions. I see. So in in that separation consciousness, we cannot properly experience our oneness with our own divinity. You know, we've seen that image of God out there somewhere, this, you know, this masculine image of a God out there somewhere with the power over us. And that's been kind of the reality people have been um, referencing themselves to for thousands of years. As we are approaching this shift of the ages, we're coming back to a, a point where we can reclaim the oneness, reclaim our divinity, bring back uh, the consciousness where we, our masculine and our feminine are together in our sphere of one, remembering our wholeness and our divinity. Mm. Now, uh, you talk about the masculine and the feminine. What exactly is the divine masculine and the divine feminine, and how can those two come into a sacred union? Well, um, the masculine and the feminine. Let's just think of them, first of all, as the masculine and the feminine, and then we'll look at divine masculine, divine feminine. Okay. Uh, we all have a reference point for the man and the woman, and we we all have a masculine element and a feminine element. Each one of us are also embodied as either a woman or a man, but we all have both elements within us. When we were in our sphere of one before we descended, they were they were completely connected with each other. When we made our descent into the deeper dimensions, into the denser dimensions, that's the point at which the masculine and the feminine were taken apart. And um, let me just characterize what our divine masculine uh, feels like. Our divine masculine, in its expanded form, is the it's related to the the divine protection, to alignment to power, to authority, to validation, uh, divine light, the light of truth that illumines the truth of your being. These are divine masculine qualities. The divine masculine also brings our ability to be neutral, our neutrality, where we can see the truth and be absolutely neutral about it. Uh, which empowers us to, to then take inspired action if we're not being pulled this way or that um, by having conditions on things, um, we can act with more freedom. The love of the divine masculine is absolutely unconditional. So if we talk about, for example, um, the love of of the father, uh, it's unconditional love. It doesn't matter what you do. The divine Father within just loves you, just accepts you, just validates you, empowers you, backs you up, encourages you. Um, these are divine masculine qualities. 
Does that help? Yes, that's perfect. And uh, <laughs> what are can you talk about the divine feminine and how the feminine complements the masculine? Yes, um, the divine feminine has been um, somewhat absent from the planet, or at least not as uh, not fully embraced, shall we say. Um, for a long time here on this planet. But the the attributes of the divine feminine are, first of all, the nurturing love of the mother. Also, the passion of the goddess. So the divine feminine is that which brings up the water of life, the power of life, the, the living essence of life, that which takes a seed from the the pure divine masculine and grows it into this gorgeous garden full of flowers. It's that that life force element that brings everything to flower and flourish and creates abundance. Um, whereas the the reality most people have been living in, the feminine has been very diminished and there there has been a sense of lack. You know, everyone's been going around uh, trying to find two nickels to rub together to make a dime uh, in the recent economy. Well, that's a symptom of, first of all, the ma- the wounded masculine, the masculine that has been contracted into uh, his diminished state where he's afraid he isn't going to have enough and goes into fear of lack and also um, the the lack of the presence of the feminine that can nourish and bring the abundance. Perfect. And so with this whole process that many people call ascension, what is the relationship between uh, bringing together the sacred union of the feminine and the masculine, and how does that relate to this ascension process? Well, let's look at what ascension is. I mean, I used to think when I was a lot younger that ascension meant that we were going to bleep into the sky with Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not like I've that. Come to a much <laughs> well, you know, that was the view that I had when I was young. You know, that's, that's the view that I was given. <laughs> now what I've come to see it as is as we engage with ex- more and more expanded energies of ourselves, we're expanding into higher and higher vibrations and embracing more and more of our chakra system and raising our frequency to where we actually are present and and exist on more and more levels, where we are no longer uh, limited to just three and four D, three dimensions, four dimensions. Um, So I don't see ascension taking us out of here what I see in our work is that we are actually embodying more of the higher dimensions in our bodies consciously. I see. And so when we embody more of these higher dimensions, when we do experience ascension, will it be a a sudden uh, burst of energy or will it be more of a gradual process? Well, my sense is it's probably both because we are gradually building our frequency higher if we're choosing to embrace that. Um, Now, not everyone on the planet is choosing to embrace uh, ascending dimensions. 
some people are just happy to be where they are. Well, let's say content to be where they are because they're probably, um, well, let's just say there, there are many who are not ready to leave suffering behind. They're attached to the suffering modality, the old paradigm of how things have been, and their soul has an agenda with what they still want to experience in 3 and 4D. So they may not be ready to let go of that. But there is a certain portion of the planet's population that are rising into the the higher dimensions who are giving themselves permission to align with making this transition into higher and higher levels of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so now I understand that our planet, Gaia, is going through the process as well, and she is actually a being that's sentient and alive. Is that correct? Well, I guess it depends on who you talk to. My personal experience of Gaia is very sentient, very much alive, and I have a relationship with her that's um, like one of my best friends. We we can communicate. We can feel each other. We uh, can tune in and know how each other are. We can assist each other. And it's, she's one of my co-creation partners. Mm. Um and it's through consciously being willing to co-create with our planet that we're going to be able to co-create new earth together. Gaia is actually she she's actually a very ancient being who from um our perspective came to this planetary body um thousands and thousands of years ago to for this body to be her physical body and for humanity to be her children. And we're on this journey with her. She's on this journey with us. And um, as we move into these multiple dimensions, it's her intention from, from what I feel and know and understand to be true within the core of my being that she is desiring for as many of us as are choosing to, to join her very consciously in this journey and to actually merge our consciousness with hers, let her merge her consciousness with ours, where we become a a merged communal entity, a community within hmm. her, if you can and, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I can. And I think what's really important to... Um, to talk about here is how you know we can get to know her and how we as an individual can assist her help her and co-create with her so that we can go through this process with grace and ease well one of the first things that we have to do if we're going to do that is to let go of our attachments to anything we thought that she was before and just let her um, meet us so get over you know, any kind of thought that she's too big. I can't get to know somebody that's that big because I'm too small. Well, you know, right there, if, you, if you're in that kind of a mindset, it's going to be hard for you to get to know her. Um, but it's, it's much easier if one goes inside um, and just calls her forward on a kind of a soul level, like you're having a soul conversation with her and just create a sacred space you know, you might light a candle, have some gentle music, um, maybe take a nice warm bath where you can feel. And in a very gentle, sacred space, 
open to the possibility that you and the entire planet, the, the, the being of the planet, can actually be friends and have a conversation, can feel and open to that. You have to open to the possibility first. And as you open to it, she's very eager. I mean, if anybody's willing to engage with her in a relationship, um, she's um, very enthusiastic, shall we say. <laughs> and um, she, she's really very keen on co-creating with us. And she's like, like, just like cheering us on. Come on, come on, you know, everybody, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> I've been holding space for you for eons, along with the dolphins and the whales. And, you know, we're, we're holding this beautiful sacred space, this garden that we want to grow together. Come on, play with me. <laughs> mm. um, so uh, what kind of a relationship, um, you know, can people uh, really, you know, uh, express uh with Gaia, um, it you know, because a lot of people think that you know she's a she's a motherly energy. You know, other people have different opinions on that. So, what is your view on that issue? Well, she she can be just like all the rest of us. She can play a motherly role, a sisterly role, a lover role. Um, she can be in all kinds of different energies with us, and she responds uh, tremendously to love for her. You know, if we open our hearts and welcome her, her energy into our hearts and allow her to expand our hearts with us, the the possibilities are endless. Mm. And so it seems like, you know, after all these different things, that I would say the core uh, piece here is to open our hearts, you know, whether it's to connect with Gaia or, you know, to to uh you know take in higher frequencies you know the key here is to open our hearts and um you know just be love well that uh, that is certainly the the starting point for all of it <laughs> um, <laughs> and opening into the divine feminine um where all the the beauty and the music and the poetry within our own being is is residing, and we can call that forward. Um, the energies that have been present on the planet, this old paradigm patriarchal stuff, the diminished masculine, the wounded masculine has been controlling and keeping things you know, under manipulative control and abusing and raping and taking resources and not honoring, you know, all these things that we can see on many different levels. Um, we've, we're going to be laying those kind of that clothing aside and remembering our divine nature in our true divine masculine, our true divine feminine, and bringing back the fullness of our chakra system, which is our vehicle for the ascension. Um, You mentioned that one of my specialties is the divine feminine chakra system. Uh, This is an essential element from what we now understand for putting the energetic pieces back together so we can raise our vibration and opening and activating the divine feminine chakra system in uh, coordination with the divine masculine chakra system is one of the uh, essential elements for expanding our consciousness, expanding our energetic presence and actually giving Gaia more, um, more to engage with us in. When we're only in 3, 4D, 
when we when we're limited to three and four D um, chakras and dimensions, the, the the realm within sh- which she can meet us is very contracted, and it's harder to feel it there. As we expand our chakra systems into many more dimensions um, and open up the deep feminine, the divine feminine chakra system to go with the masculine system, that that expansion is what really um, supports an expanded relationship, conscious, co-creative relationship with our planet and with others who are consciously engaging as co-creators here now. Wow, that was absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm just uh, speechless. That that really was an amazing explanation. Um, now, um, I just want to uh, quickly give um, our listeners um, an idea of what um, uh, what a client uh, can expect to receive in a session with you and the New Earth Center of Light. So if you can just talk about uh, the center and about the work that uh, you do. Well, the work that we're primarily involved in now is more educational rather than healing. We really uh, have shifted away from doing healing sessions with people to teaching about what has been revealed to us and how we have developed our energy systems and how you can support yourself through engaging the the work that, that we have brought through. So um, I'm not actually offering sessions at this mm-hmm. point anymore. However, um, our... We're moving into where we're um, engaging with some others to carry our work out to the public, and uh, we do do uh, group phone sessions where we have live support and we have a number of um, products and services that we offer that will support people on their ascending journey up through the dimensions, increasing their vibration, their frequency to the levels that can support the ascension. Beautiful. Now, I have to ask, um, you have all this amazing knowledge, and I would love, absolutely love to hear you talk about your vision for what you would like to be manifest. What is your greatest vision for Gaia and for our world? Well, my greatest vision for the world... Well, my greatest vision for the world at this point is for the entire planet to be free, to move forward unhindered in the direction of each one's soul plan. Each one has a divine plan, their I am self's divine plan and their soul's agenda. So my optimal vision for everyone is for their soul agenda to be completely um, met within their I am self's divine plan and for everyone that's choosing new earth and choosing to move into this multidimensional reality where we're co-creating in freedom to be free to do so. And any that are not ready to move into that, that are still interested in playing with the separation energetics, that they are gracefully assisted in moving to whatever is next for them, where they can live out um, their soul's agendas to their heart's content until they're ready to move on. And I see this happening with millions and millions of people, hundreds of millions of people stepping up, 
to embrace the fullness of their true divine masculine, their true divine feminine, merging them in holy sacred union in each chakra and each part and particle of their being. And there's just this like explosion of new life force energy in each person, in each co-creator. Uh, each one is a creator in and of themselves. Co-creating together, we're creating this monumental thing that no one has ever done before. <laughs> That's mm. what I'm seeing. Yes, and this is truly something that has never happened in the history of the universe. And uh, many people aren't uh, aware, but um, we are completing uh, some major cycles here. Um, can you talk yes, a little bit about are. some of that? <laughs> um, well, um, I imagine that Laura Eisenhower, who's coming shortly, will have more details on the cycles that we're completing um, I know there's many different lengths of cycles that are all converging to come to completion in this time that we are in now. And we have a phenomenal opportunity for stepping up to the highest level of co-creative freedom that we have ever experienced. Um, and there's an element of choice involved. Everyone absolutely has choice. And it's not just automatic. We're not just being pushed through the ascension doorway regardless of where people are. That would not be honoring each person's choice. So each person's choice really must be honored and will be honored. I mean, um, Mother God, Father God, the beginning, or whatever you, you um, call them, the, you know, the, the, uh, the powers that be in the universe, absolutely honor um, free will choice and will not make us do anything. We are the ones that are choosing. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the ones that are choosing each and every experience that we manifest for ourselves, whether we chose the specifics of it or we chose to lay the groundwork for the possibility of the experiences we're having. We chose it on some level. And just as we chose it on some level, it is also up to us to choose again and to choose to embrace with full ownership and responsibility everything we created bring it to completion if it's not worthy of keeping, and move ourselves forward towards our restoration of our own sphere of one and that holy sacred union between our masculine and our feminine being fully restored and say goodbye to this old paradigm that didn't work for us. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, you know, yes, I am definitely in agreement that everything that we do is indeed a choice and that the universe does provide us with free will, which is absolutely amazing. Now, I want to just touch a little bit about upon the idea of, you know, some of the people that choose not to go, um, you know, how will we experience their experience? You know, will they just suddenly uh, disappear from our reality? Um, you know, what will happen to those people and how will we see that transition? Well, there are probably many people that aren't choosing what we're choosing. And that that is a very good question. And a lot of the answer to that question revolves around attachments. Because it is our attachments that will either make it or break it, that will either let us move forward or keep us from moving forward. And those who aren't ready to leave separation, they're still attached to separation. So how does it play out with the people we know that are still so attached to their separation? Yes. My sense is probably um, it will be a process. 
and um, those that we're currently close to, family members, um, close friends, associates, neighbors, etc., it will become more and more uncomfortable to stay in physical uh, space or relationship with them as they maintain their their clear attachments and those of us that are choosing to detach and move on just won't want to be around them anymore. And so we'll distance. And eventually they'll just go on about their their business, we'll go on about our business, and we'll be focusing on the pure seed. We'll be focusing on the ideas and concepts that will bring forward the new world that we're interested in energizing. And we'll just simply stop energizing the negativity. You know, there will be plenty of those who want to keep energizing the negativity. Just look at the news. There's plenty of them there. I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news for 20 years. Hmm. Um, Very little um, modern-day news actually makes it in front of me because I just choose not to engage there. Um, But the things that I do choose to engage with, that's where I'm putting my creative energy. And I'm working with co-creation partners who are also interested in in bringing forward pure seed, pure ideas from the pure realms of spirit, from our true divine masculine that we'll now be putting into place and energizing for the co-creation of new earth. So we'll be naturally gravitating to the people that we are desiring to be in community with. New earth is a community thing. It will not be born by individuals trying to do their own thing in a cave. It will be a community event of co-creators, conscious co-creators, who are embracing the fullness of their being, the fullness of their responsibility for absolutely everything that they create in their own lives, and then embracing with others the ability to co-create together. I love that. Um, But you know what? Uh, A lot of people, you know, would also say, well, wait a minute. What about, you know, my family members? You know, a lot of my family isn't as awake and aware as I am and I still love them, and I don't, you know, I want them to come with me. So, you know, what if they don't raise their frequencies and don't step into the, um, step into their own power and move into the new earth, can we still connect with our loved ones? Well, there's several things that we can do. Um, And we all have loved ones that uh, fit in that category. Um, One of the things that we can do is we can co-create with their higher selves uh, by making calls uh, on their behalf, kind of like saying prayers for them. But we're not praying to somebody else. We're engaging our I am self and we're engaging their I am self and calling for a new reality to be created. That's one thing. But there's, there's something even more important that we've got to bring into view here, and that is the soul agenda and the I am self divine plan of each one of those people. And if there's someone in your life, someone, a family member or someone that's been close to you who say is dying of cancer and they've got all this drama and trauma around the reality that they have created for themselves, it's not about us trying to get them out of it. They chose it. Their soul has a reason for engaging in that drama and trauma. And if we go in there and try and fix it or try and pull them with us, it's experienced by that other being as an interference in their divine plan. And it will be met with resentment and push away. So the best that we can do for our loved ones is call for their 
higher self, their I am self's divine plan for them to come into alignment with their own divine plan and to call their soul into alignment with that divine plan for their soul's agenda to be met. Each soul has an agenda. And by the soul, I mean the part of us that feels, that experiences, the part of us that has carries memories from other lifetimes. I'm sure there's many of our listeners tonight that have memories from some other lifetime, some other place. Maybe they don't have all the details, but there's a feeling and, and you know, flashes of visions come in and, and they know that they experience something very profound. And that is carried by uh, the vehicle, which is called, which I call the soul. And that soul, that vehicle has an agenda to experience things. It doesn't really think, it doesn't really plan. What it, what it does do is it continues to try and create experiences, create circumstances that will provide it with the experiences that it's choosing to have, whether it's an experience of abandonment, an experience of joy and bliss, an experience of love, an experience of loneliness. Whatever it was that that soul was choosing to experience, it will go about manifesting for itself. Mm. And our... Our job as the conscious creator in our life is to bring that part of ourself, the feeling part, which is also a more feminine element, bring that into relationship with our I am self, which is a more conscious part, and make sure that the soul's agenda gets met. I see. So what I gathered uh, from what you said is that, um, you know, all of our family members and loved ones and friends you know, they all have a soul's agenda and, you know, it's not up to us to really, you know, choose for them. And um, I I feel that it's important for us to release our attachment to them um, because, uh, for example, uh, when somebody uh, passes over or transitions, um, you know, I feel that the reason why we are the ones that are mourning is because we feel that we've lost something. Uh, they haven't actually, you know, lost anything. They're, you know, having a great time, but it's us who are experiencing the pain, and we have to let go of our attachment to, you know, other beings because, you know, whether there be family, friends, or or someone we don't know, you know, they're still, it's the same. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Um, yeah, kind of. Um, the, the grief that we experience when someone else passes on is more about our attachment to what that person did for us. Mm. You know, if you have a relationship with someone special in your life, that person was doing something special and you were sharing a special love. And it's really funny, we've actually come to see that this special love is actually separated from the big cosmic um, divine love so it actually, that special love is a part of separation, which is, that kind of blew us away when we when we brought that one into focus. But then when we looked at it, we're going like, wow, yeah. So you're um, saying that, um, so the romantic love that's expressed in movies and, you know, everywhere in our society is actually promoting separation consciousness? Oh, absolutely. Romantic love is all about filling the void inside yourself with somebody else. Looking wow. for that perfect man, that perfect woman who's going to fill the void inside of you and make you happy forever. Well, if you're looking for anybody outside yourself to make you happy, you're giving away your power to be happy 
to that person or to, you know, whatever it is you're, you're trying to give it to. What, as we move from separation energetics into oneness, uh, sphere of one energetics, we will begin to find, we will bring, we'll bring our masculine or feminine back together within us so we're not looking for the other outside. We'll find it inside and we'll be completely, we'll be complete within our own sphere of one, our masculine and feminine being in holy sacred union, energizing each other in this really dynamic, you know, the, the energy of the, the electric and the magnetic energies coming together. I mean, if you've ever put powerful energies together with magnets and stuff, I mean, it's, it can be really powerful. So just imagine your own masculine, your own feminine in their pure expanded states, meeting in every chakra, every gland, every cell, every part and particle of your being, making passionate love to each other and the energy that proceeds from that. You are a totally empowered, like, sun with all this <laughs> energy coming, you know, just radiating from you when those energies are coming together in that, um, that holy alchemy of the masculine and the feminine energies. So if someone wants to find their soulmate or twin flame, what what kind of <laughs> advice can you give that person? Uh, it's all an inside job. There is nothing out there that is not reflecting something in here. So if you're looking for your twin flame, your soulmate, um, your divine complement, you have to find it inside and have that marriage that holy uh, sacred union marriage of your masculine and feminine within. And then what begins to happen is um, people show up in your life to reflect that. And it, it just, <laughs> you, you can actually experience your sacred union partner um, reflected in many people at one time. Now you might select one for a, a, um, a um, a relationship that you're choosing to engage on a physic on a more physical level, but the the, the divine complement within can literally be reflected in a thousand mirrors on the outside. Mm. You, your your sacred union partner is not out there somewhere. You don't have to find him or her. It's it's in here. <laughs> so and what? And, yes, go ahead. And the reflection once you have it in here then the reflection can be you attract someone who will more perfectly reflect that to you. I see. So every so every relationship that we have, um, you know, whether it be with, um, you know, um, a partner, uh, a lover, a friend, every relationship is in some way allowing us to better understand ourselves. And basically every relationship is, is indeed for us to come closer to source. Yes, absolutely. Every absolutely every single relationship you have, even with someone passing on the street, is a mirror for you. It's a it's a unique window into a part of yourself that that person can mirror to you. Mm. And and if you're going to work on what you're experiencing. Uh, it's not about the other person. It's never about the other person. You work on what's inside, and the reflection outside will change, will shift to the reality that you are embracing. One of the ways I like to see it is as um, like a projector inside our belly that's projecting out, and 
there's it's making pictures and the whole universe is our movie screen and i have arranged the energy and all these little dots i've arranged the energy into certain pictures and my mo- my movie projector is projecting through those dots onto my whole universe and whoever comes into the the field of what I'm projecting out, they're going to show me the pictures that I'm projecting. So if I want to know what's inside there, just look around. What do I see? Mm. I'm projecting it out there. So what you put out is what you get back. Yeah, well, it's actually what the pictures that I'm holding inside is what I'm projecting out there, and that's what I'll see. Mm. I love and, it. And it and if you want proof for for how that actually is so, just ask um, 10 different people that saw the same event happen. You'll get 10 different stories because the pictures that each one is holding are being projected onto the external event, and they see the pictures that they're holding. And it's not that, that the event actually happened different for each one. The same event happened, but each one projected their own story onto it. It's all story. And we can mm. rearrange the dots. <laughs> it's like we're all living dot. in our. It's like we're all living in our own separate reality, coexisting at the same time. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're all absolutely in our own reality, and as we rise through the chakras and through the dimensions and embrace more of our higher consciousness, we can meet each other at, at more and more levels and co-create in that space. I, I would like to speak just a moment for about um, how we create with our chakras. When a chakra opens, it's able to receive energy, receive light from the cosmos. So it's like a receiving dish. When a chakra activates, it becomes a two-way doorway, and you can send energy out into the universe through that activated chakra. So if you only have uh, seven chakras activated, you're only sending energy out to affect your universe in, from those seven. But if you open 100 chakras and you activate them, you now have 100 different um, tools that you're working with, that you're sending the energy out into the universe, and the universe will respond. Whatever energy you send out, it will send back a response. And if you, if you desire to co-create multidimensionally, you've got to open chakras in as many dimensions as you're choosing to co-create in. And that's what it's going to take to co-create New Earth many different dimensions, many dimensions of chakras open and activated in all the co-creators that are choosing to do this together. And that's what we teach in our work here at New Earth Center of Light. Beautiful. Uh, it's how to, to open and activate those chakras. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Chandra, Rose of Light. And uh, we are actually almost ready to uh, bring on Dr. Dream and Laura Eisenhower but before we do that, um, I'd like you to share uh, your website so that people uh, can contact you. Um, my website, my personal website is IamOneness.us. You can also put in Deep Oneness and it'll come up. And my partner and I have um, most of our work on CenterOfLight.com. Uh, you can also go there. We also have a Facebook page, New Earth Center of Light, um, so you can go look for us there. Perfect. Thank and you. before uh before we conclude, um I just want I just want to ask you if there's 
any last words that you have, um, you know, for our listeners, um, you know, just, you know, uh, from everything that we've talked about, is there, if there's anything that you would like to share? Oh, well, there's a lot I'd love to share. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm open for lots of multidimensional playmates at New Earth Center of Light uh, in our work. So we invite you to come play with us at New Earth Center of Light. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Chandra. And um, I hope that you are able to stay with us and continue listening. Um, so um, thank you so to. much. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to bring on Dr. Dream and Laura Eisenhower now. Hello, Dr. Dream. Hello, Ilya. How are you? Uh, I am wonderful. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Driving to the airport, I said to myself, can my life get any more fun? And I love asking questions like that because my universe always responds accordingly and the answer is absolutely yes it can and I will tell you that um, while I was at the airport and while we were navigating out of parking and everything else we've been listening and oh my gosh Chandra I love you so much your words resonate so deeply to the core of my being I just can't even tell you what I'm feeling right now, but I'm sending it out into the universe, and I know that you're feeling it. I loved, I loved what you had to say about Gaia and connecting with Gaia and just just how beautiful it is for us to be here, now, conscious and aware and and just open to what this experience is about because it's all changing and and it's it's us. It's all us. And so um, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And Ilya, you know, weeks, months ago when we sat down and said, let's do a radio show, and I said, you know, Dr. Dream's life gets pretty crazy, and I may be out of the country. I may be who knows where I may be. Um, you, you stepped up and you said, I will take the helm as needed and my brother, you have so stepped up over and over and over again, and I honor you for that. And here I am in, in Los Angeles and sitting next to me in the front seat of the car with a view of the beautiful Weston Hotel near the airport is Laura Eisenhower. And um, she has just returned from quite the adventure herself and and this is a, a treat for me just a little bit i'm going to just give you just just a little snidgen of information about laura and then um then we're going to dive right into uh to new earth wisdom or or whatever laura has for us to to feed our very souls laura is a cosmic mythologist and a global alchemist and a clairvoyant healer and an artist who has been on a powerful mission to assist in our great awakening. And I will tell you that we've been at a couple events um, at, at the same event, never really connected, but I have been following her on Facebook, and I just got done expressing to her how what she says just has the most heartfelt, beautiful energy to it, 
and how that is really what's being called forth right now for all of us. And, and just the bright light that she is sitting here right now, um, having had, you know, adventures and trials and tribulations like all of us have, um, you can just feel that energy. And so uh, with no further ado, it is my absolute honor and pleasure to welcome Laura Eisenhower to Dream Reality New Earth Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. Hi, Laura. It's, it's great to be here with you. Yes. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yes. And we've actually met um, in Ojai um, at the Nassim event, I believe. Um, I'm not sure if you remember, but it's great to meet you once again. Oh, wonderful. Right. So here we are, Laura. Now you've just come from an event um, on the East Coast, and um, I know you have lots to share with us. And so I'm going to just sort of step into the flow of what's being called forth um, tonight with all of this. So I'm going to kind of turn this over to you and see uh, see where we take this. Yeah, I went to a Free Your Mind conference as a speaker, um, amongst many others, and it was very intense. Um, and so it kind of brings in the part of my title that I call myself a global alchemist. Um, it's really being able to handle a lot of really tough energy. I mean, this is what we're all required to do, and bring it into a higher expression, turn it into gold, turn it into consciousness and love and unity. And uh, so it was very challenging um, the week, uh, this whole week actually, starting last week. Um, I, I think I left on Thursday or Friday. Um, anyway, there was uh, all sorts of really intense energy, and I have been targeted before. Um, I was recruited to go to a Mars uh, colony um, in a very manipulative way. So what's interesting is that there's still a lot that seems to, you know, follow me, but I, I'm not a victim, and I take responsibility, and I see it as an opportunity for me to grow into more of my strength and wisdom um, and, and to never be defeated because that's kind of what they want. And in a way, these forces catalyze an even greater awakening than um, we can imagine. So that's really what I turned it into. Um, I won't go into details about the targets and, you know, what I went through, but, you know, there's a lot of silence, I think. There's, there's, there's energy that does not want certain things to be shared. Um, and it's very woven into uh, some, some very dark agendas. But, um, you know, the, the alchemy part is that the soul territory and, and consciousness itself is incorruptible. And uh, spirit is incorruptible. Spirit, it does not feel the wounds of the physical world. Um, it just illuminates and heals and protects. So, uh, you know, our physical bodies have, of course, we have the nervous system and we have emotions. We're going to feel, we're going to have moments of incredible pain and maybe even suffering. But, you know, this community and, and coming together and, and really sharing and being really supportive to one another um, was the magic. Uh, the crowd, the group of people that had the event um, really, you know, could see what I was going through um, because it targeted my personal life. And like I said, I you know, I'm not going to be a victim to it because I do have a responsibility as a creative being to override these things. But um, because I've been uh, read before, my, my auric body, and they have a psychotronic weapon that, that have been used on me in the past, um, you know, this is, it's real. And, uh, but, but what's amazing is um, the love that was shared, 
the ability to just be myself, the ability to just speak from my heart and say, this is what's going on, not wearing any masks, not feeling I had to hide it, um, created incredible transformation for all of us in a way because it gives us that freedom and permission to just be who we are, not these facades, not these superficial beings that are looking at the surface and deciding who we are to each other. It's when we can live at the depths and live, live in our truth and share our experiences do we counteract these particular targets and influences because really the core creative principle is unity consciousness, is um, you know, all the beautiful things, the heart, which is the bridge between heaven and earth, and you know, the source energy, light and wisdom that we all carry. And we're meant to share that. We're meant to dance with it. We're meant to, to commune on those levels. And, and the conditioning is that there's a lot of, you know, maybe cynicism or, or disinterest. Even there's cynicism about people who are really connected to nature. Some people kind of scoff at them and think, you know, they label them and they call them names. And, and uh, you know, when we penetrate each other with, with our truth, then we stop using labels and we stop even thinking of ourselves as beings on the outside. And this gives us the opportunity to love everybody. It doesn't matter what, I mean, even if somebody's caught up in the false matrix or they they seem to be that type of being that maybe is a little bit more superficial, they still have a heart and soul. They still want to be touched and reached just like the rest of us. And I just find that there's love everywhere. Anybody you sit near, next to, you know, it doesn't matter how much we intermingle with the world that maybe freaks us out um, because there's incredible heart and soul in every being. And, and I think everybody wants to be touched in that way. It's just sometimes we're afraid, and people need to not be afraid. Dr. Dream? I thought something was wrong. I was like, what's happening? Are we still on? <laughs> no, I'm sitting here. I'm absolutely... I'm absolutely mesmerized with with your energy, knowing some of what you've gone through in the past few days. Um, I want I want you to talk about uh, your connection to Sophia and 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 the divine feminine, and and talk to me about those those energies that are that are so present in you, and that um, obviously you're here to. Um, you know, really connect um, for the rest of us. Yes, the Sophia energy. Well, that started when I was really young. Um, just feeling, well, on an energetic level, that something quite wasn't right. Uh, like some energy had been buried or, or forgotten or somehow dismissed. There was some sort of feeling that I had that I was on a big-time quest to retrieve it. And my mission was really to kind of resurrect this, this, uh, this, 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 divine feminine energy that, that um, just called me so deeply um, on so many levels. It, it, it's a part of a love story. It's a part of, you know, being connected to the Christ energy. It's part of, um, you know, just really being uh, embodied as, as the planetary body, as Gaia, and, um, and really feeling so deeply into her that it's almost like all the answers are there. What, what the missing links are, what do we need, you know, because it's an organism, it's it requires the same type of healing that a human body requires. If it's being attacked, if there's negative agendas, that's no different than a human body that's dealing with a disease or dealing with an abusive relationship or dealing with some sort of um, incredible um, pain and where something is, is longing to break through from under the surface. So I could sense and feel that, that aspect that was wanting to break free from under the surface that was just screaming to come forth. That felt to me and, and beyond felt to me that, that this was the missing link and this 
this could heal and transform everything. Um, and so it wasn't like I researched. It was just very much a part of my energetic body. Uh, I, I had a hard time inhabiting my physical body for about 20 years and went on a big-time cosmic journey. I was on some level clearing um, some, some different portals of energy. I found that later because I was also read, you know, by shamans and healers and clairvoyants who, who helped me understand this. But um, basically there's a natural stargate. And it's connected to uh, the Sophia energy. It's connected to the planet Venus and the Venus transit. And what it's doing is it draws a pentagram in the sky. And basically, uh, there's a demonic consciousness on the planet right now that uses the inverted pentagram, uses, you know, kind of a very dark, you know, I, we don't have to go deep into it, but, I mean, <laughs> um, it's, it's throwing, you know, this, 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 uh, this, um, this energy out. And it goes into the government, it goes into the military, it goes into the school systems, it goes into everything that our culture is built from. And its main purpose is to suppress Sophia. Uh, at the conference there is a person that um, actually defected or left the Church of Satan and was revealing all this to us and that it's actually about, really about, you know, controlling Gaia, suppressing the masses, and keeping them asleep. And that everything that they do is the inversion and antithesis of what Sophia represents. So anyway, as a child I could energetically feel this. Now I, of course, have all the information and all the disturbing stories. But that's not a problem. There's nothing to fear about it because the answer is in our hands. And this is what's so incredible about right now. And so wonderful. And just I'm blown away at how much love and appreciation, you know, Dr. Dream has shared with me. It means so much to me. Um, but this is really what we are being called forth to do. Um, so basically, large recruitment surrounded by this. They, they have looking glass technologies. They're able to really see into, you know, see me on the grid somehow and see the Sophia energy um, or that I was awakened to this or that my mission was to resurrect it. And so um, I found out when I was breaking three of the recruitment that that's why I was targeted and that's why they wanted to take me off the planet. And I refused and now I'm here. And, um, and it's really to awaken this because it's the divine spark that exists within all beings. It's the, you know, the Christ Sophia energy, the masculine, the feminine, and alchemical marriage. It's the right and the left brain working together in union and so, you know, it can be called a name, but it also is just the feminine principle of creation. And um, I guess how I'm linked to it is that I live these myths and these stories and I deal with, you know, these gatekeepers on such a degree that um, most psychics and healers and readers that I've come to know see that energy and say, okay, we get that this is something that you're really heavily dealing with and that in a sense um, could understand uh, that... Uh, it's like an all or nothing. It's like there's there's no distraction, there's no rest. I mean, this mission is a 24/7 thing, um, and uh, you know, really on on all levels, it's, it's the same thing with everybody else. You know, deep within us, our creative energy is seeking that healing, um, and the planetary body is. And so we're all when we're really in the flow, and we really allow our minds to be free and our hearts to be open, we ride that energy current that naturally knows exactly what it does to heal itself. It's just like, you know. When we cut ourselves, our body knows to form a scab or to heal. We don't have to ask it to. We don't have to force it to. But we take care of the temple. We take care of the body by, you know, especially positive energy. That's a huge immune booster. And it helps the body deal with any insults, any bad food it might have eaten earlier. But it's powerful and it's strong. And it can, you know, it's the will also to say, I'm not going to be treated like this. You know, get out of my life if you're going to treat me like that. Um, and, and we have all the tools within us to know what our boundaries are and to know what it is that we need to be okay. And the immune system is really connected to spirit. All our spirit consciousness and all our love and our heart energy is the immune system of the planet. So when we illuminate that 
and we connect to that, it naturally dispels and ejects all these invaders and all these attacks. And so we are really the microcosm. Our worlds are microcosms to the larger. And part of our responsibility as a planet is to see one another as each other. We're a global family, um, connecting the dots of spirit consciousness and working together, having diversity be a, harm, a, a harmonious, unified field. Um, it's similar to how the body needs to run in order to function at its prime level. All organs have to work together. It doesn't matter how different the liver is from the heart or from the lungs. They all work together. So, you know, this is you know, the basis of it when it comes down to it. So it's a blueprint. It's something that exists within all. So really my main mission was first to recover myself and to really, you know, take a stand. And then, you know, it's, it's about awakening it in others and having people really celebrate that part of themselves and really not have to live in fear because, when we cut ourselves, we're not in fear of the wound. When we hurt ourselves, we're, we're not in fear until it reaches a certain critical point where something's just not working and something has to come along and help and assist because the body's just shutting down. And the one thing that can treat everything is the immune system, and that is the key place for all healing to happen. And that is connected on a metaphysical level with spirit, with consciousness, with love, and um, that's the antidote. So uh, no matter how bad it gets, we don't have to, like, go crazy trying to figure out solutions as much as we just need to be in our heart, care about one another, love one another intensely, um, and respect one another, and and just have ultimate forgiveness and really let go of the past and to um, really listen to the body because the body has all the wisdom. And uh, when the body's not working, the heart has all the wisdom. And when the heart is hurting or feels broken, the spirit has all the wisdom. And so there's not one area that we can go that doesn't have something that's coming along to help us. We, we can let go and fall back, and those arms of spirit are there to love us and hold us. And that's the energy that, that bursts everything, that's the source of who we are, and that is the main frequency of, um, of all that's incorruptible and all that can't be wounded. And it's here, and it's, and, and, it's, and it's healing everything, and that's the alchemy, and that's the, uh, the transformation that we're in right now. And so this week <laughs> really uh, made that clear once again, as it always does, but it's not like any of us really need to be reminded it's just a part of uh, this, this, this shift that we're in right now um, as the dark starts to shrink and the light starts to grow and grow and grow and the dark becomes the mystery, it becomes the soil that can take the seed of higher consciousness and plant you know, and grow as, as the tree of life restores, as unity restores this duality that we're in and, um, and yeah that's really the basis of it so um, tell me go ahead Tell me, Laura, what, um, I mean, you and I have a, a similar path. Right now we're out touching the lives of a lot of people, and um, actually we'll make an announcement here at the, um, at the end of the show about some things that we're doing together. Um, what, from a practical level, what can, can people do? I mean, I, I know that you're seeing and experiencing a lot of the, the same things that I am that are, that are searching, they're they're not quite sure what to do. They're they're everywhere they turn. The the opportunity to slip into fear from the media and and all sorts of um, uh, of energies around us uh, is available. What lead us um, you know on that journey of, of of what people can do that are listening to the show right now from a from a practical standpoint to assist themselves in moving into these energies, assist 
Gaia assists the collective of humanity? Well, it's really important, you know, that we all are together in this and that, and that we do feel, you know, we have a family, we have a support system, and we have each other. And, you know, without really detoxing and purifying right now, it's like there's a lot that's going to upset us, but it's geared to do that. It's about distraction. It's about taking us away from the antidote and throwing us more poison. And uh, we know that that's not how one can heal. Um, but it's important to be aware at the same time. Um, you know, I really just, you know, we're dealing with light and dark. We're dealing also with the marriage of these two things, not the negation of one in, in exchange for the other. The darkness really, like I was saying before, it's the soil. It's the womb. It's the mother womb. And it has been taken over in a sense um, with, with this, uh, you know, the imbalance that patriarchy caused and the demonic consciousness that has wanted to keep this force suppressed. So we simply don't want to feed that power. And it shrinks like a tumor. You know, when you stop using certain foods or living a certain lifestyle, that creates disharmony. So, you know, it's really about celebrating and realizing the joy because everywhere somebody turns, if they're feeling more fear, they're slipping into fear, they, they have to immediately have a trigger response and say, but let me bring in the antidote right now. And what is that? You can call a friend. You can just ground yourself. You can just love yourself. Put your hand on your heart and say, this is the truth. This is the reality. Touch planet Earth, Mother Earth. This, this, this is the real organic path of light. Everything else out there is uh, just really meant to distract, throw one into fear, and, um, you know, to keep us dumbed down and to keep us, you know, even afraid of ourselves. Um, and the point is, I mean, to be practical, it's like, you know, I, I, would, I, I would just recommend that everybody uh, just goes into a mode of, um, you know, really understanding things like sound healing, nutrition, um, you know, ways to support, you know, the physical body during this time. And, and love, like, love, love, love. I mean, it's, um, it, it's important to, to be stepping into everything that you feel is being taken away and realize that you, nobody controls you but you. The government means in Latin, I think it is, mind control. So the whole purpose of that system is to control. And when we think that that institution is important and we start to empower the institutions and we rely on that for information, then we're going to go into fear because that is the strongest tool that they have to keep us in control, to keep them able to control us. And so we, we own ourselves. You can't control us. Uh, you can't control our own consciousness. So anytime fear comes in, think of the word government, think of the word mind control. And there's a lot of good people in the government. I'm not here to bash anyone. But the, the main structure of it and the way that it's set up and the things and the negative energies that are feeding it right now, um, and this has to do with the warning of the military-industrial complex that uh, Eisenhower said, it is increased to such a degree that people need to turn away from it. It is not here to help us or support us because the laws that are set up, it says, yeah, sure, yeah, we need cops, of course, we Everything would be chaotic without the government, but the people that are actually running the show right now are criminals. And no, that's not scary. Only if we if we think that they're actually here to help us and we and we give them our power. That's the scary part. Pulling yourself away is where the freedom lies, and and with the creative energies of Gaia and Source Energy, Love, Christ, I mean whatever you want to call it, um, and doing you know the, that that inner work of of releasing the binds and the things that that, that hold us to. Uh, maybe a sense of loyalty because we think maybe they do care. And I'm not going to say anything about Obama. And I'm not going to pick anybody out. But I'm just saying the basic structure is rooted in mind control and it's rooted in trying to take us away from our freedom. And nobody can take that away unless we willingly allow it. So I would just recommend when people go into fear, they're going into that mind control. And the truth is not fear. The truth is 
is absolutely love. That's the supreme being, and the supreme being has a supreme agenda. All this other stuff has no real power. It's, it's an inferior element that's trying to run and rule superior energies. And, but we cannot be superior to it if we don't wake up and we don't remove ourselves from its grip because it's taking advantage of the nobility and the honor in people. They want to do the right thing. They want to live a good lifestyle. They want to be a law-abiding. You know, they, a lot of our self-esteem is connected to how good we feel in our lives. But those aren't the forces we should be serving. We should be serving um, the, the power of ourselves, the divine power within ourselves, and, and each other, and, um, and realize that uh, when we don't give it our power, it, it doesn't have power over us. And, um, I mean, I don't know how practical I, I can get, except, you know, really just release the things that bind. The media is all really designed right now to, um, to yank us away from, from our hearts and our truth. And uh, a lot of the images, I mean, it's, I mean it, it's, uh, it's not here to serve us. Um, and I really... I'm saying this, uh, a lot was revealed this week. I mean, I know I, I, I've been exposed to a lot of hidden stuff, but a lot was exposed this week that's very disturbing. And that's not really where our attention needs to go as much as it needs to go on, on the solution right now. Um, but, you know, for some that can handle it, they can, they can handle it, not in negativity, but in love. It's like, I can hear it, but I'm not going to feed into it. I'm not going to fear it. Um, I'm going to stay on my side and understand that, this helps me to awaken others is to know this because I realize, you know, the spell and the transit they're under more and more, and I already did. But, um, you know, if one's in pain, if one's suffering, if one's in fear, they're under that spell and in that trance. And if, if one snaps out of it, it's just like, then the magic starts to happen. Then the di- divinity starts to shine through. And this is what ascension is all about. It's allowing those, those forces to, to help us rise, you know, out of, um, out of this pit that, that we feel almost an unconscious loyalty to, and we shouldn't anymore. Ilya, did you have a question? Yes. Uh, I actually wanted to uh, touch upon the uh, Mary Magdalene energies because uh, you were talking about Sophia earlier, and I just wanted you to talk about how that relates to the Magdalene energies and uh, why uh, you've associated yourself with that idea. All right. Okay, well, Sophia, basically, she's the cosmic mother. She's the feminine principle. She, she has earthly emanations, um, you know, Isis, Magdalene, Ariadne, Kali, um, you know, uh, there's, there's what one would call the great goddess, you know, the father named goddess, and she's all these different aspects of the, of the feminine. And um, and that's, you know, really, as you thought, I mean, that's, that's, that is our, our feminine energy. Um, it's it's uh, connected to, um, you know, all these stories. And so, I mean, I could say, you know, I'm not here to claim I'm somebody, but in a way, I need to protect it. It's uh, it's something that has been, I wouldn't say pushed upon me, but the external view is so loud and clear, my connection to this energy, that I feel it's my responsibility, even though it feels uncomfortable, because people can get confused or maybe get in com- competition or think that I'm trying to claim something. And so we don't want any Messiah complexes. We don't want, it's hard to think, oh, well, somebody's claiming to be Christ. Well, a lot of people write me and they say, well, you know, you're claiming to be here, well, I'm her. And I'm like, good, because that's the whole point. But they're getting mad at me. I'm like, I'm not mad. I, you better own that energy. Embrace the fact that if you feel that you're that, then you're on the right track. But if you're fighting about it, then it's becoming an identity. It's becoming a part of your ego. And that's not what it's all about. Because the Sophia energy, the Magdalene energy, is a mirror. And all I'm doing is I'm showing a mirror. I'm showing a mirror of the, of the feminine, the divine feminine energies. And um, 
you know, but it's, but it's beyond, you know, identity. It's beyond appearances. It's, it's beyond, you know, ego. It's about the selfless nature of, 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 of somebody who's choosing love and wisdom and spirit. And that's really what those names mean. And when we choose that, of course, that's who we are. But people, you know, just, they, they shouldn't get too confused. It's like, I mean, I've gone through hypnoregression, and I've had about 12 plus psychic readers in my astro chart, and everything has been analyzed like I was a guinea pig, the sound technologist and everything. And I didn't ask for this. A lot of it just came up in my life. I would just bump into somebody or something would happen. Somebody would take me to this particular person just for my own personal well-being. But then this would always come out of it. It would be like, holy crap, wait a second. And uh, even the sound technologist, he, he said the frequencies, he just, I mean, he's done thousands of these readings. He's never seen anything like it. And um, I think a lot of us are buried underneath all this other stuff that connects with ego, that connects with, um, you know, just uh, maybe a more self-absorbed uh, way of being. And, um, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, say I'm all this or that at all. The point is I, I represent a unified field. So this is like the potential of all of us, and um, I'm just kind of a guardian of it. I kind of, I hold, I'm a lineage holder of it, and I'm holding it because it's like, it's like I'm holding all of us, and everybody's holding all of us as well. It's like spirit is, it's a universal energy. Magdalene Sophia is a universal energy. You can't own it or really claim it, but there's particular animations on earth that do live certain paths to make sure this force doesn't disappear because this is what the Venus transits are about. It's about going into the underworld and, and dealing with all the gatekeepers and planting a seed and retrieving and calling back the mother womb and, and releasing it from the hell that it's been in. Um, and so my path has been very specific to do that. I wrote a book about it even. And it's very long. It's very complex. It's very tiring. And, you know, um, so I'm not claiming anything. It just happens to be what has been told to me and it happens to be the path that I walk. And I can't help that. And we're at a critical time right now, and I need the ability to really bring this into expression and, and have people, you know, really understand its necessity without seeing it as anything about hierarchy or anything about, you know, somebody's trying to be a savior or a messiah because we have a savior within. We are the messiah. We are enlightened beings. All of us are our own um, personal, uh, like, source energy. And so... There just happens to be um, a particular being that, uh, you know, has been given a name that um, is securing something on a world soul level. I don't have uh, the protection around my aura that most people have. Mine kind of, what well, it says, it, does, it, 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 it covers everything. And, and, and that's why, you know, my nervous system is really affecting it. It was similar to Mary Magdalene, her chakra system, and when she met, you know, with Christ and, and just the way that he, you know, was, was assisting her um, in, 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 um, in all this. So, there might be many, you know, women. Maybe we all shared the same lifetime. I'm not sure, but um, all I know is that it's been, you know, confirmed um, on the external so much that uh, and it's Sophia in the physical who is walking a particular path in order to secure our global transformation and our ascension process. And um, and because it's in the past, it's like, you know, Dr. Dream is doing this too, and so are you. It's like we're all equal. You know, spirit does not put anybody on a pedestal here. Um, so, uh, you know, this is what's wonderful when we're all connecting. And this just happens to just be my story. And uh, but, um, um, it's, 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 it's the Venus. And uh, it's, it's, it's about the Venus path. And um, the pathway that I, I've had to walk is um, connected to creating that pentagram to turn it up upright again. 
because the fifth element is spirit, and then you have earth, air, fire, water. And when spirit's coming in, it, it when, when the, the pentagram's upright and that, that, that point is pointing into the sky, that's when spirit is the dominant force in creation, and that's when spirit becomes stronger than matter, and that's when we're really, you know, the dreamers and the creators that are manifesting our dreams and manifesting our miracles because spirit dominates. The inverted pentagram is ego domination, and those are the folks that are running the planet right now, and they can be overthrown very easily. Beautiful. I've got to tell you that, you know, normally we do these radio interviews and we're not with uh, with our guest, and I'm sitting here in the front seat of the car, and to feel uh, Laura's passion and, and her energy about all this and knowing um, what I know about her path, it is, it's, it's really um, an amazing experience for me right now. Ilya, do you have um, another question? Um, actually, I did want to uh, bring up the idea of stargates because, Laura, you were talking about how we are all essentially uh, stargates. And um, I, I think uh, some people um, don't exactly, uh, you know, uh, grasp what, what exactly that means because, you know, we see stargates, on, you know, in movies and television. But what does it mean to be a stargate as an individual being? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's about opening a portal. Um, like, I used to have a reoccurring dream when I was young that the sky was just going to open up and flood the planet with golden divine energy, the most beautiful energy, right? During this dream, most people ran away. They were afraid of it because they thought they were so conditioned to have fear that they thought it was like the atomic bomb or something. But I had been preparing for it so much, and it's been my whole life path that it was like, oh, here it is. This is it. And um, so, you know, really what, what it's about is that our, our chakra system and our DNA, um, when fully activated uh, through, you know, Kundalini awakening and through, you know, all sorts of different things, after the start, it acts as a portal to these higher dimensions, and the higher dimensions start to come in. It, it lifts the veil, and it, and, it, and it brings this energy. And so this is an experience that's going to be happening to all of us. Um, and, uh, you know, the artificial stargates and, and what they've used um, with looking glass technologies that have been able to read the future and the past have been able to open up portals, allowing entities to come in that we don't really want here. And they've been allowing energy to, you know, be exchanged um, that has not been beneficial. And the pressure that that can cause can create, you know, catastrophe at, at the end of the day. But, you know, that's, first of all, you know, it all connects to um, things that were going on in the government with ET treaties. I mean, it, it gets really complex. So, and I'm aware of all that. So what I've been doing is holding uh, the natural stargate and, and, and making sure that nothing gets in the way of that and, and doing what I have to do to keep it from being shut down because it gets filled up with inorganic entities. So imagine the same thing for each person. It's like something that's shutting down their, uh, their being so that they're not in their heart. And the heart's really the gateway to heaven on earth. When we're not in our heart and we're where they would like us to be, we're in our first chakra, which is survival because maybe our money situations are difficult, or we're in our second chakra, which is our emotions and we maybe feel anguish, or in our third chakra, maybe we feel disempowered or we feel powerless. Um, those are the energies that are beneath the heart. Those are the chakras that are beneath the heart. To really activate, you know, what it means to be a stargate, to be in the heart and to stay in the heart starts to allow everything from above to come in. And, you know, there's many more chakras than just seven, of course, and we're multidimensional beings. So when we open those portals, we allow a certain level of creative energy to come in that 
creates the magic um, that we seek to even, you know, eventually fly, you know, have, have abilities and powers that um, have been suppressed from us, that um, once we have the ability to do it, we can, you know, travel and, and journey and, and, and do things that, um, I mean, it's, it's like the ultimate restoration of all that was taken, because junk DNA, I mean, we're literally using only a, a, a small percentage of our DNA, like 6% or something like that. Only a, a small portion of our minds are we using, because we're, without knowing it, we're feeding the system. And uh, and and so being a stargate is understanding, you know, really what the matrix and what the true uh, energetic nature of the, the human vessel is. It's a container for spirit. And um, when when we're we're uh, not living in that space, um, that stargate shuts down. It's also we're capable of shutting it down on the planet. But I've been seeing to it for years and years and years and years that that wouldn't happen. And that's kind of why I had the kind of week that I did because. That's a part of the shutting it down, the, the putting me in my survival panic emotions. And I just, I wouldn't allow myself to. I did as much as I had to be real with myself. But, you know, people need to own their emotions and, and then get to the next level. If they're having a tough time, it's like, that's the alchemy part. Do what you got to do. Do not repress anything. Do not judge yourself for whatever you're going through. But realize the other side of it is to get back in the heart, to get back in that feeling of, you know, ugh, all the divinity that, that we are, and, and to be empowered in that truth, not to look externally to a savior or to a concept so much, but to really understand that that's who we are. That's what we're made of. And those types of awarenesses activate the truth of that. So if we know something and believe something, we create it, whether it be a fear or whether it be the most divine thing. So why would we want to choose the lower? Um, if we, you know, can recognize all that we really are, that helps to turn the lights on and helps us to see that as well and it helps it to come in. So it's a, a stargate, it opens portals and directly to source energy. And then the source energy comes in to the being and restores power, magic, miracles, and all sorts of stuff. And so we're doing it on a micro and a macro level. Beautiful. Thank so, you. I wanted to, as we're getting near to the end of our uh, show tonight, I do have a question for you. Um, Ascension um, into fifth dimension, all of this, 2012, what's ahead. Um, you know, give us a little bit of your take of, you know, from here on the next 18 months and beyond. Um, what are your thoughts, feelings, or insights? Well, we're in a time where uh, we're not going to sit back and just see what happens. We're all very activating our missions right now. Um, I'm seeing to it that I'm going to do everything under the sun that I possibly can on my end. And I know he is, and I know you are, and a lot of us are, right? So it's really, you know, up to us. And the next 18 months, things are going to continue to get shaken up. I mean, look what happened in Japan. I'm not going to deny that there's, there's not going to be any more disasters or, 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 or challenges ahead. But we're always in the right place at the right time when we're in our truth and when we're in our hearts and we're really in the right vibration. Um, and so that's just the, the most important place that we can be right now so that we know how to navigate and keep ourselves safe and protected. Um, what I see happening is, you know, as the lights, as, as, as the divine energies are really being awakened, the, the, the desire for attack and to put a stop to it is going to continue as well to the point where they just fade away and fade away more and more and more and more. Um, even the frequencies of heart and certain technologies can be overcome uh, through consciousness alone. I wrote an article called Unity consciousness will cross the military-industrial complex. Um, 
and, and that's, you know, the thing with the government and mind control, its only purpose, like I said, is to shut us down. So when we choose to not be shut down anymore, the ripple effect is such that, that yes, we do ascend, and we're going to be ascending into, yes, the, the 5D dimension and, and beyond. Um, but what's going to happen depends on us. Nothing's just going to happen out of the blue, you know, on an ascension level unless we step up to the plate and, and, and be all that we are. And this is why I feel the urgency, Dr. Green feels the urgency, to spread these messages as far and wide as possible because that is key to what's ahead. None of us can get away with, you know, kicking back and not, and not being aggressive about this. Um, it's, 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 we understand it, but there's so many who don't, and the majority of people don't. And that's not enough for the planetary immune system to be fired up enough to handle all these attacks. So what we can expect in the next 18 months is that you're going to you know people like me and him and, and all the people like you know and yourself and everybody who's, who's activated in their mission, we're going to get louder and brighter and stronger and wiser, and we're just going to continue. And that's the force that um, is going to knock out the rest. And, 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 and we're, we're all activated on this. So it's really we know that in our hearts. What's the next 18 months going to be? I think we all know what we're going to be doing. And that's a huge, that is the force. That is, they, they, we are the missing link to, to our freedom. That is beautiful. Uh, thank you so much, Laura. And uh, Dr. Dream, if you have any uh, last uh, little comments or questions, we only have two minutes left. And I would love to bring uh, Chandra back. She's still with us. Um, I'd love to bring her back just to um, kind of uh, close this whole thing up. So if there's anything that you want to uh, share, now would be the time. <laughs> Thanks for keeping us on track, Ilya. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I am just so like energized and and thrilled and and ah! um, but uh, we do have a really special announcement to make, and that is on April 30th. It's Saturday at the end of this month. Uh, Laura and myself and Mike Barra, the New York Times best-selling author, and Michael Perlin, uh, with his film, Three Magic Words, will be doing a major event in uh, Los Angeles. We will be announcing the venue. Um, no doubt this event will sell out, so jump on it right away. You'll find the information uh, in the next couple of days on our Facebook pages and at touroflove.com. And uh, this event is uh, tentatively titled Mind, Heart, Spirit, New Earth Wisdom, and uh, really addressing it on all levels. And, and, you know, this is what we're about, blowing the doors open and really allowing uh, the opening of what is being called forth right now on all the levels. So this is very exciting. Now, uh, Laura, where can people uh, connect with you and get more information and things like that? Uh, my website is CosmicGaia2012.com, and I'm on Facebook. I've got the Return of the Divine Feminine page, and I'm under Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, um, and I also have a page. But anyway, you'll find me there on Facebook. But, yeah, <laughs> my website and all my info is there, and, um, yeah, I, I look forward to connecting with folks. Now, Chandra, are you with us? I am. I'm here in Costa Rica. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, that was very fascinating. 
Um, if I had anything to say to uh, to just dovetail in with everything that Laura shared, is that we really are the ones that we are waiting for, and no one else can choose for us. It's really for each one of us to choose and step up to what our choice for our reality is. We are the empowered co-creators, and it's up to us to choose what we're creating. I love it. I love thank the you energy tonight. Sue, the most wonderful um, uh, embodiment of the feminine spirit that I've ever come into contact with on one show. I mean, oh, my <laughs> gosh, this is Dream Reality New Earth Radio at the highest level. Ilya, thank you so much for for all of your energy and just, again, stepping up and continuing to step up. And listeners, thank you for uh, supporting us in all that we do. And please look for us on the April 30th event and come on out. Um, you know that, uh, that there's something in it for you. So much love for all of you. Thank you all so very much. And uh, we'll be back next week with a very special guest. Blessings. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Deep blessings.